This episode is brought to you by the Accountability Club. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for weight-inclusive innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. Registration is now open for our quarter two cohort. That's for April, May, and June of 2023. Come do the work with two monthly co-working sessions, get support with one monthly group coaching session, and be in community through our private Slack channel and weekly check-ins. Head over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability dash club to register today. We're in this together to make weight inclusive care more accessible and it starts with our businesses. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, We get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about the idea of hustling, especially early in your career, how you can't hustle forever without reaching burnout and where the line of healthy hustle is. But before we dive into today's episode, we're going to check in with Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hello. Hello. So we wanted to just do a general check-in this week. And Morgan, I'm wondering, how are you feeling in this moment? What's going through your head? What's going on in your life? Fill us in. Ooh, what's the word that I would use to summarize how I'm feeling right now? Scattered, I think is probably the first word that comes to mind. I uh, said yes to too many things in the span of a few weeks. And it wasn't that I said yes to too many things. It just so happened that things lined up in a way where it was just, it's just been a lot. Um, Hosted the conference, had my 30th birthday, had a full weekend of festivities for that, which was amazing. And I leave for Spain on Monday. So I just, my brain's been in a like, what day is it? What time is it? Where are we? What's happening which has gotten me really behind in my to-dos. So I think scattered is one, but really optimistic, shocker, (laughs) is another one just because I think there's just something, like I know that whenever I get out of my day-to-day rut and I'm in a new space, that I am inspired, things feel calmer, things feel good. And so I'm just really anticipatory of, what that's going to feel like once I'm finally in Spain. You know what my business coach always says when he's feeling all over the place and a little bit stressed, his mantra is something along the lines of, I asked to not have a boring life. And that's really grounding. And so I think about that a lot when I feel pulled in so many directions and I'm like, holy fuck, how am I going to get all this done? And it's like fun life stuff and work stuff and deadlines. And it's like, you know what? I asked to not have a boring life. I love that. I'm definitely writing that down and bringing that with me everywhere I go. He's also an Enneagram seven. So love we'll have, that. we'll have him on the podcast soon. We totally understand that energy. We yeah. love to see it. The thing that I don't know if you've seen this TikTok or real, but it's been a trend on TikTok. 
The mantra is lucky things happen to lucky girls and we're lucky girls. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. So I'm a lucky girl and lucky things are going to happen to me and it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Love that mantra. Insert whatever gender you feel resonant to you. Yes. That is because I am a lucky girl and you can be a lucky whoever. Lucky whoever. Mm -hmm. Lucky whoever. Anyway, what about you? How are you doing right now? Oh my gosh. Well, as you know, I am 10 minutes late to this recording, which everybody who knows me is rolling their eyes and saying, of course, (laughs) um, I am definitely to the wire today. I'm heading to Puebla, Mexico with my partner, uh, for a wedding for a long weekend. So we're really excited about that. But of course I'm packing this morning. I'm seeing a couple clients getting my shit together up until the Uber comes to pick us up to take us to the airport. So I'm a little bit like, ah! but as soon as I park my butt into the Uber and get to the airport, I'll feel okay. I am going to take a team meeting from the airport, which is the perks of being virtual. And so once that is done, I will just finish up some emails and then shut off for the weekend. So I'm out of office tomorrow and I'm looking forward to being present, enjoying the beautiful weather and just like doing some cool stuff in Mexico. I have two follow-up questions. One, where is Puebla? Puebla, I believe, is a bit southeast of Mexico City. And now I'm going to pull up a map as you ask your second. Okay. Oh, do you want to hear a fun fact about Puebla? I do. Okay, so Puebla is where Cinco de Mayo originates from. Because Cinco de Mayo is the day that a war ended between the French and Mexicans in Puebla. Hmm. Okay. I'm correcting myself. It's East of Mexico city. It's about an hour East. Okay. So we're flying into Mexico city driving. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wait, what was your second question? Oh, I don't remember what it was. Okay, cool. That's okay. Just a little heads up to you listeners. Hannah and I have a chaotic next couple of months. I say starting this week, essentially (laughs) the rest of this month all of April and the first three weeks of May, our schedules are chaotic as fuck. And we're still going to get episodes out every Monday, but we're going to have a handful more guests than normal as we're having to record episodes solo. Um, There might be a solo episode thrown in there. We're just, we're taking it. We both have trips coming up. You're finishing grad school. Oh, that was my second question. Do you have grad school due on Sunday? And if so, did you already do it? Um, I do not thank fuck because I'm off this week and I was like, wow, how fucking perfect was planning that. Um, so I do, and I don't, so my capstone starts this month and that's like final project for people who don't know for grad school. I think we might've had to do one in our undergrad, but I actually had a call with my professor this week and I was like, fuck, I thought I was completely off. This sucks, but it turned out fine. Except I had to take the call when I was getting my hair done. And my (laughs) professor is like this sweet ish old lady. I say ish because she was kind of mad at me because I missed her emails. Anyway, that's not neither here nor there. So I was taking her call and like talking about my project that I'm going to do while I was getting my hair done. And my stylist was foiling my hair. And all of a sudden <laughs> the professor stops and she's like, what's that sound? And I was like, uh, I'm at a co-working space. Sorry. <laughs> Cause I wasn't about to be like, I'm getting my hair done right now because technically, I'm so for time. Technically you were working and your hair stylist was working, which therefore y'all were co-working. 
Honestly, I was proud of myself for coming up with that right on the fly. Same. I didn't hesitate. Very <laughs> impressed by your ability to fly by the seat of your pants like that. So that was my grad school experience this week. But outside of that, I do have a big assignment due next weekend. So next week, I'm going to have to hit it hard. But I'm going to spring break next up. week. Uh, no, spring break is April 2nd. So I have another week. So that's why it's really eight weeks until I graduate, which is okay. I'm glad to have that break. And honestly, I might just use that break to get some shit done for the project. So yeah, there you go. There you go. That's weird. Most of Texas has spring break next week. That's weird. That's, I guess that's because it's like much more spring in March for us, whereas it's more spring. Oh yeah. They're, they're like, we got to get these kids out of school before it gets too hot for them to go outside. Yeah. (laughs) You ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. We wanted to talk about hustling today because we think about entrepreneurship, being our own bosses, doing cool shit in the world, always being busy. And I know for me, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts over the last couple of years where these people I really respect who I think are awesome business owners and entrepreneurs talk about and kind of tell people not to hustle. So I actually get kind of annoyed whenever people are like, don't hustle. It's like these established celebrities and entrepreneurs who did the thing. They've made their business sustainable. And I just know that there's no way in hell they got there without hustling for at least a short time. And I I understand the sentiment of don't run yourself into the ground. You have to make this sustainable. And I definitely don't recommend running yourself into the ground. But also in entrepreneurship and being a business owner, I don't think you can't hustle because, well, actually, I'm going to pause there. I want to hear your thoughts. My first thought is, what is your definition of hustle? That's a really good question. I think hustling is working your ass off and working towards something that you believe in and putting a lot of your time and energy in a concentrated time into that thing. It's, it's choosing a direction and committing to it, like both feet in. Mm. I really like that latter part of hustle. I'm with you in the sense of like, I hate when people tell you not to hustle once they've been established because it's the same mindset. Like you've definitely had a period where you've hustled before either that, or you've just had a shit ton of money to outsource things, which isn't realistic for 99% of the world who's starting a business. Right. I like the end of what you, the end of your definition of putting a dedicated time towards something with both feet in and like giving it your all. I've thought about this a lot of you have to work hard to have a business and as a seven, as someone who likes to gamify things, as someone who doesn't like doing things for long periods of time, getting to tailor down what that hustle looks like for certain periods of time and being like, all right, I am hustling of pitching myself as a podcast guest. I am hustling as marketing my design studio to reach as many clients, to book as many discovery calls for like a one month period, a three month period, shorter, like hustles like that. Because they're very similar to like goal setting too. Like you never know what's going to come, what's going to come your way. And like, I think you can continuously hustle, but 
you also have to make sure that you're checking in with yourself and that you're not burning yourself into the ground. And I think the best way to do that is like, yeah, hustle a little bit, but then also make sure you have like a, an end goal of when you're checking in with yourself again. Yeah. It's kind of my philosophy of when you're working work, when you're playing play, like work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. Wiz Khalifa said it the best. I think that's who said that. Work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. That was actually my alarm in college whenever I needed to be notified to take my birth control. So I love that. Oh my God. Work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. Come on, little birth control. You got to work hard so I can play hard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think hustling is a combination of grit and dedication and ambition. I was actually talking about being ambitious with my partner last night because I've not thought about that word in a really long time. I don't know why he was telling me about someone he knows who was talking about dating is hard in Denver. Cause a lot of people are chill and they're not always ambitious in their careers. Like let's say somebody who goes to New York or San Francisco where tech and industry is huge. And I was like, wait, what even is ambitious? And then that kind of had my wheels turning, which is totally apropos for our conversation today. Um, What's your definition of ambitious? Oh, Jesus. Let me think about this. Or let me ask you this. What do you think about ambition in regards to hustling? Do you think they go together? Are they the same thing? When I think of ambition, I think of the signs that were plastered in our elementary school classrooms. That is like the shoot for the moon. And if you don't get the moon, you'll at least be among the stars. I love how we're always referencing kindergarten posters. They really had an impact on us. With ambition, I think it's like setting your sights on like kind of big, scary goals. And then the hustle is the act of like doing the work to get there. Mm, I totally change. I've not thought about this. So (laughs) yes, no, I totally agree with that. I feel like if you have ambitions, you have to hustle to get there. And I don't think one exists without the other. Do you remember a time where you've hustled and you're like, fuck, I think I took it too far. Or do you feel like you have a healthy hustle? I think currently in this day and time, I have a healthy hustle. I don't think it's always been that way. And I also think I've blocked out a good chunk of that because trauma, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if it's trauma. It's just like, I feel like I've grown so much to like the type of hustle that I do now. What I think of when I think of hustle, actually, I'm going to take it back to high school where, you know, I went to high school 715 to 230, I think something like that. I would go to some sort of club after school, uh, immediately go from club to band. Sometimes we would have band until like 5.15, 5.30. I would get home, be totally done. Like there's no way work is getting done. Honestly, even like an eight hour school day, having to switch between all those subjects kind of felt like a hustle. Um, But I would get home, eat dinner with the family and usually like watch TV with my parents and I'd go to bed and then I'd wake up around three o'clock to do my homework. And I would get all my homework done in the morning because I worked so much better with the pressure of like, I have to get this done by six o'clock 
to start getting ready for school. And so like you have three hours, Morgan, like get it done. Um, and that was a pretty consistent pattern for at least the last three years of high school. Whoa. Yeah. That felt like hustle. That felt like unhealthy hustle. Okay. I'm giggling because I would do my homework on the bus on the way to school. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of those people. And I still, unfortunately am who did my homework last minute because I knew the material. I didn't really care. I thought it was silly. Like, why are you having me do this homework? I listened in class. Like I got it. And then I would just do it last minute and get a B and be fine with it. I was surrounded by too many people uh, that were fighting for the number one spot in the school. I was not one of those people, but I was surrounded like my friend group was those people. And then I would get like FOMO that I wasn't fighting for that too. So then I'd pressure myself into getting stuff done. Oh no. Yeah. It's the hustle is contagious. The hustle is contagious. I also think that that level of hustle would never have been sustainable. I also am curious, what is your division of hustle versus busy? Mm. Because I feel like more recently than not, I've just been busy, but there hasn't always been an intention behind the busyness. And I think having that intention of like, you're hustling to work towards something Like there needs to be that intention there. Yeah. That's a really, really, really good question. I hustled more than my whole career in the first two years, I would say. Or one part of that was I hustled from getting my first client as an eating disorder clinician in private practice to building my caseload, right? Fully. So in that time frame of getting a client, figuring out insurance contracts, getting office space, building up my caseload, making connections in the community, that was a full-on hustle. And part of that was so that I could leave my job at the ice cream shop, right? And then there was another stage of hustle where I started hiring employees and figuring that out. And that seemed to link up with the pandemic starting and which was a different level of hustle of, oh shit, we got to take everything virtually. We want to keep hiring. We keep getting a ton of inquiries. And so as I'm saying this, I'm like, fuck, did I, have I taken a break from hustling? I don't know. Cause then after that, as we continued to hire, I started doing my business consulting and then we started the podcast and then I started grad school. And now I'm like (laughs) here. I'm here. And I'm like, I have had, I had to hustle to do all of those things. And also over the last year, especially I have done more delegation and a little bit of slowing down, even though it doesn't sound like it, as far as like making the decision to stop seeing clients, handing off all supervision within my team, stepping back a little bit from nourish so that I can do the higher level stuff. And slowing down on the different offers that I'm doing as far as in my consulting. And so I feel like I'm riding a horse. And of course I'm thinking about this because we just went to the fucking rodeo and I'm kind of pulling on the reins a little bit. It's like, okay, we're going to slow it down a little bit because I can't sustain this. And that's why also why I want to have this conversation because I also feel like I'm in the busy part now and I'm moving away from the hustle a little. Yeah. I'm not just trudging forward, head down, just dealing with shit. 
I'm still doing some of that, but it's not to get into a particular direction. Like Nourish Colorado still has a direction. We want to hire 13 dietitians and then we'll kind of coast for a minute. My business consulting, I have 15 spots. And when those 15 spots are filled, then I'm done. And then I'll keep replacing as needed. With the podcast, we have the accountability club and we have some retreats coming up. Just a little plug there. And we're not pushing too much there either. Like we're busy. We were. We were. So we had a conversation last week and we're like, we have got to reel it in. Yep. Yeah. I will say this. And this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. You can't hustle forever. It also happened that you and I hustled a lot in our 20s. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we got to be really selfish and focus on ourselves. We didn't have dependents other than Bennett. We <laughs> didn't. And let's have... be real. He's not a lot of work, to be honest. He's so easy. He's just sleeping. In I the know. Bathroom. I just, every time I see him though, I just like, he has to be included. I'm going yes. to say like, we're single ladies, sinks, single sinks. income, no kids. And we have gotten to be really selfish with our time. I think that that has allowed us to hustle a lot mm-hmm. in our twenties. Obviously we have been a extreme ends of hustling. And I think both of us are kind of in this phase of pulling back. I think we're both challenging the idea that, uh, our society likes to equate busyness with productive, which is not the case. And we have had to hustle. And so kind of reflecting back on the last few years and envisioning where you're going, what do you feel like is like that healthy line of hustling? Mm -hmm. I'm smiling because I don't know. I feel like I'm still coming out of it. Mm. I feel like I don't know yet. And I want to, because what I'm seeing happen within myself, I can tell you, well, let me back up. I can tell you what's not healthy. It's not healthy to only get five to six hours of sleep per night, wake up kind of dizzy because you're tired start your day right away because you have to. And then you go straight from doing your work day of managing three businesses, take your dog out for like 30 minutes and then go to a coffee shop to do your grad school. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's sustainable. I've had to do that many, many days over the last two years. And it's definitely taking a toll. And so what I think would be more realistic is I love the idea of a five to six hour workday and then again, work hard, play hard and then doing something that's not related to work that stimulates me. And again, this is me speaking to my experience. This is not a general, like this is what should work for everybody, but my ideal hustle would be five to six hours of hard ass work, being present, showing up, and then taking like a two hour break in the middle of the day to go move my body, to go take Bennett out, go outside to just like step away and then to spend time in the day doing some hobby, like taking time to practice my Spanish and go roller skating or just read a book, cook dinner. That sounds like a healthy hustle in still working hard and working towards something, but you're not in such an extreme state. And there's still time for you to be you outside of your business and entrepreneurship, because you can't get your identity caught up in solely that, that hits close to home of like Mm -hmm. finding your identity outside of entrepreneurship. I was having a 
conversation with my therapist on Tuesday because, and this is kind of tied into hustle in the sense of, I feel like the first six weeks of the year, I was doing a rock solid job of being intentional around simplifying my life. I think that word in relation to hustling, I realized that like I was more so being busy, but like masking it as hustling of like moving the needle in my business. Whereas in reality, like I really needed to take that step back and reevaluate and figure out like what is actually serving me. And I feel like the first six weeks of this year, I was really good at it. Like every, like it felt calm, great, ideal balance for me between working and playing. I was getting nine hours of sleep a night. Like it was just awesome. Recently, it has not felt that way. Um, clearly with my check-in and she brought up the behavior change, basically like going through the stages of the behavior, going through stages of changing your behavior of pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance. We've all heard Mm. these. We use them quite a bit with our clients, probably in mental health, where I feel like I'm at with this is like preparation was going into this year. And now I'm in like action and maintenance. But one key thing she told me was that in the maintenance phase, there is usually relapse of some sort. Mm. And relapse doesn't have to mean failure. And so I'm equating this to kind of like action and maintenance of like having a really solid schedule and then falling back into old patterns of hustling too hard and being busy just to be busy. And so it's like recognizing that I am back in that stage and like pausing and being like, okay, like what can I do to course correct now? Um, is there anything that needs troubleshooting and are there things missing in the maintenance phase that are continuing to push me towards, I hate the word relapse, but that's what they call it in the education. That's just like part of it. Right. And so I think when it comes to like the line of health, healthy hustling, I think it's continuing to trial things and figure out what works best for you. And so like, for me, like my line of health, healthy hustling, I could say like what I was doing in January of this year felt like healthy hustling. I was continuing to set new goals for my business. I was making a game plan to achieve them. I was prioritizing my mental health, prioritizing my sleep, movement, all the things, socializing without overextending myself in any of those categories. And then these last three weeks has been a shit ton of hustle with not a lot of rest. And that I know just like doesn't feel good. 100%. So another word you could use instead of relapse per Google is recurrence of like Ooh. the thing is recurring again. Mm. And of course, relapse is kind of like a weird, we work in the eating disorder space. It's just like when somebody says, you know, oh, I really need to clean. I'm going to purge my apartment. And then you're like, oh, God, don't say that. Yeah. Um, so recurrence. recurrence. And of course, it's, I mean, in any cycle, First, I love that you're calling, you're kind of speaking to this as a cycle because I completely agree. And maybe that's just like part of the hustle is planning on there being a cycle and Mm -hmm. getting somewhere and then having to reassess and adjust. So, of course, there's a part where we go back to reoccurrence because it's old patterns. What do they say? Old habits die hard, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the phrase is. I don't know either. But 
Yeah. It's so easy to fall back into that because even though it's hustling is busy and wears you down, there's a comfort to that. And especially if you're someone who seeks stimulation like us. Okay. Question for you, because this was something that I've had to more so related to like burnout. Have you ever had the thought of if I, if I stop hustling as hard as I am now, I will lose my motivation and like never hustle again. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I also feel like I'm at the point where, where, which this is not great, but I'm like, do I even fucking care? And that Mm -hmm. tells me how my hustle has me in burnout. And I also, I keep kind of fantasizing about the beginning of the hustle, but like with a new project, that's where my brain keeps going of, okay, I'm not done hustling in what I'm doing. I need to take a few steps back and take a a little break, which I plan to do when I graduate, just a couple weeks off. It's going to be great. And I also am craving having something new as in a new project, something completely different from our industry. And so I, something like hustling in a different sector. Is this your way of saying you're going to start taking lessons to become a DJ? (laughs) No, I don't know what I want to do. I want to have some kind of business outside of our space just to see what it's like. So I actually also would love to own a salon. I think that every time I go to get my hair done. So maybe that's just a me getting my hair done this week thing, but having a business outside of our space is really interesting and exciting to me just to see what it's like. It's a curiosity. It's an itch. It's a wanting to see what it's like to run a business outside of mental health. Although I feel like running a salon would be similar in a sense of it's one-to-one services. I actually would also like to have a product business. So that's where something like a crystal shop with like cool woo-woo stuff is of interest to me. Anyway, this is another story for another day, but that would take a different kind of hustle, a new hustle. And I still am interested in that, but I think there is a cycle of a certain hustle that has to end or else it's, is it a hustle? Cause then it's just a, you're, you're hustling forever and running yourself into the ground. Like a hustle has to have an edge that you reach or like a pause, like something to something to reroute you, something to say, like, do you want to continue down this like really intense journey of hustling or do you need to course correct? Mm-hmm. Or do you need to slow down for a moment? Do you feel like you've made any sacrifices with your hustle? Nothing like super tangible is coming to mind. I feel like I, and we've talked about this many times on the podcast before, I'm not one to turn down a social hour. I'm more likely to stop working and go to the social hour and just be behind. (laughs) Sorry, that made me laugh because it's true and it's awesome. I love that you are like, fuck it. I'll hustle later. I'm a hustle later. I'm a hustle for that happy hour. There will be more time that I can hustle. I think the sacrifice of hustling that comes to mind is uh, the what if of mm-hmm. instead of going wide, what if I had just chosen one thing and gone deep with it? Mm. I think there would still be a lot of hustle within going deep with one project, but saying yes to so many projects and so many business ideas and pursuing that 
feels a little bit like a sacrifice of like, could this other business have been more successful if I would have dedicated more time to it? What would growth have looked like? Would I have been able to impact more people with this one business if I would have been more attentive to it? Mm. What about you? I have sacrificed a lot. I feel I've sacrificed my mental space for other things. I've sacrificed my mental health at times. I've sacrificed relationships in a sense of especially romantic relationships. I feel like I've dated people that I'm like, "Mm, you aren't even that great, but I dated you because I was like, well, you're nice, I guess. And, but because I wasn't as present as I would have wanted to be for a relationship, I think that kept me in relationships that weren't serving me for too long because I just didn't have the brain space to be curious and critical as we should be in when we're in relationship with people. It's like, is it serving me? Is it not? I can relate to that. Not, not necessarily the, like being in a relationship for longer with the sacrifice piece with the hustling that I've done up until this point, it has also fostered this like really strong independence mm-hmm. that I was like, why would I give up my ability to work in the evenings to explore a relationship with a partner. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that definitely feels like a sacrifice. I also am going to throw out my optimistic self of like when the right person comes, the right person comes. And I'm just going to trust that too. And so I don't, I'm not going to like totally adjust my schedule and my alignment to make that happen because I love the work that I do. Yeah. Um, your, your right person will be in the evening at the coffee shop with you. Thank you. Hustling alongside. Exactly. It exists. I also agree with the mental health space. Um, I think that piece more so with the specific time period where I was working in higher level of care and building the side hustle. Um, Because usually with that, like you're expected to put 40 hours into your work week and you have to build something. You don't have to. I was building something on the side. So obviously working more than 40 hours a week. And very much like you, I hate the 40 hour work week. Ideally, I would spend five to six hours working a day. And so there was definitely a period of hustle for that, that I am so thankful we're past. But I also think that like, that's a reality of like, as you're working, that's a reality for so many people in our space. As you're working a full-time job, building your side hustle, you're going to have to sacrifice some time before that starts paying itself off and you can like take the leap into or readjust your hours or do whatever feels right for you. I also think that another thing I sacrificed was my twenties in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. I don't feel, well, first of all, a lot of people think I'm older than I am, which because I'm so wise and mature, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) But I, I've accomplished a lot in my career so far, and I'm really grateful. And I know there's a lot of privilege in that, and I don't take that lightly. And I've hustled a lot for it. But you know, I see a lot of people in my life who are doing 20s things and really like fucking up and learning about themselves. And I'm not not doing those things. It just looks different. Like I'm not going. Well, this isn't true. I was going to say, just, I'm like, what are, what are things that you classify as twenties things? I don't know. Going out to the bars and being crazy. But I also, as I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I have done that. And you have and done that in your, 20s. I also, 
I do. I have done that. I do that like once a quarter, get it out of my system. And also, but I'm like, fuck, I can't run into a client or a professional. So that's how, that's how that impacts you. It's not as free to be someone in your twenties. Right. And like, that's not important to me now as I approach 30 this year, but it did. I didn't have a normal quote, a quote unquote, normal twenties. Like I see a lot of peers doing right. Or people in different industries. Maybe it's even a industry specific thing. Being a clinician, being in mental health. A lot of people aren't out doing that stuff, which again is totally okay and awesome. And I don't even know that I desire it, but for me, as someone who craves freedom and independence, I'm like, I want to do what I want and when I want. So if I want to go to the bar, I want to go to the bar. Even if I never want to, I just want the option. And so that's part of the sacrifice of having freedom 20s experiences. I feel like I almost quote unquote grew up faster than maybe some should or do. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just noticing that that's been my experience of holding myself in a certain way to be taken seriously, to be professional, to get shit done, to build what I've built mm-hmm. has been at the expense of maybe some joy and some play. I could see that because it's uh, in the evenings and weekends, you were probably working and not, and not even like going out to the clubs, but like going out to brunch, going to concerts, like getting to go. Yes. Not that you didn't do those things, but But I really envy people who are like, they have the brain space to remember, to look at the calendar for the year, to, to plan their concerts out for when people are going to be in town. And I felt like I was always kind of getting smacked in the face with like, oh shit, this band I really like is here this weekend. Oh fuck. They're sold out. Why didn't I look at this ahead of time? Didn't have the brain space to. Mm -hmm. Cause you're all the brain space was being dedicated towards the biz, the biz, the biz is biz is multiple. I, th- I think about this a lot just because we're in the eating disorder space is black and white thinking. Mm. And I kind of see it as like on the spectrum where like one end is black, one end is white. I feel like the black was like hustle, grind, pushing burnout, saying no to all, all things not related to hustling and growing the business. Whereas like white on the other side was like, la-di-da, I don't really care what I do in my business. I think it's so easy to see those two like really polarizing ends. And obviously the goal is to like be somewhere in the middle, but I think, and this might not be helpful for everyone, but something that I've been thinking about recently is like, okay, so you have like the end cap of the black, the end cap of the white. What if you brought both of those in and you're like, okay, the end cap is now like an ash color versus like a cloud like an ash gray versus a cloud gray where it's not black and white but it's pushed in just a little bit and I feel like those two kind of new end caps allow some more like flexibility and curiosity of figuring those things out without this mindset of like oh if I stop hustling I'm gonna lose all motivation or um I have no motivation when am I ever gonna hustle again So what I hear you saying is live in the gray. So live in the gray, but like, not like the charcoal gray and off white gray live in like the even closer to the true gray area. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I also believe you have to go into the dark 
fairly often at different stages of your business of your business. And I just want to normalize that too. I don't think you can start in the gray and stay in the gray. I do think there's the time where you have to go from being far on one side into the darkness and then you adjust. I just feel like if you're going from zero, you have to go from zero to a hundred for a minute and think about startup culture, right? Like if people were just kind of like in the gray being busy, like if they would have had that push forward and then Mm. move to the gray, I think that's kind of how you get things started, but you can't just you can't see it like my hands people, but (laughs) visual effects. It's like, you have to know what that limit is before you can set a realistic goal. Yep. And that's how I always feel. That's why I think burnout is unavoidable. I think we're all going to hit burnout. I don't, if you try to not hit burnout, which this might be a hot take. If you try to not hit burnout, you're playing too much on the defense and you're probably gonna hold yourself back a little. No, I could see that. I think what it comes down to is once you realize that the hustle is no longer serving you, once you realize that the burnout is approaching, what are you going to do to reflect and bring yourself to something more sustainable? Yes. All in all, we want this episode to just normalize the hustle, normalize that it's not forever. Do what you can to take care of yourself when it's happening push hard in your business. Don't do it at the expense of yourself. And when you find that edge, bring yourself into the gray and enjoy your life. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our pod to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review. Share with the business bestie so we can reach more weight inclusive business owners who can use support and pep talks. And be sure to sign up for the accountability club. We'll see you next week. Bye.